Hello, welcome to Show Me Your Mic, your podcast about podcasting, recording live on Twitch here today at uh, 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's currently minus minus 40 degrees Celsius where I am, Kyle. Where, what's the temperature where you are in the world? Positive 15 Celsius, since I seem to be the only person in these grand old United States who's converted. Uh, so, it me. <laughs> you're you're fighting the fights when uh not to get all political but once uh trump builds his wall down south then we can complete the north america i think trump will be on board with uh celsius he seems like the kind of guy who'd who'd get it he'd, he'd, he'd understand he'd be rational he'd be like yeah that makes a lot of sense i apparently the wall's supposed to keep all of the like heat in so that we aren't you know bleeding all of that uh that cold way down to the the tropics so yeah. uh, i hope it works out for you. Uh, I do think it's a terrible idea, but that's just me. You know, I do want to, I want to butt in here real quick. And you as a dear listener may have heard the intro music that Chris played. And we as well, uh, the hosts heard it live here on Twitch, twitch.tv slash good stuff underscore FM. And I got, I may have said this before, but I get like real hippos ska vibes from it. And it's good. It's real good. Uh, but as a, a matter of ska bands and uh, media consumption, I took to Instagram stories over the weekend to play a round of ska band or racehorse <laughs> yes. through Instagram's uh, poll voting, basically. And it did real well uh, with, with the folks that were on uh, my follower list there. So if you're looking for more morning show segments that I can somehow jam into another platform, do me a favor and give me a follow. I'm Kyle Roderick over there. Right. I was just trying to find, I couldn't remember if you'd changed your Instagrams to the hot burps one or your, nah, you know, I, that's cool. That's one thing. Yeah. That's one thing that I struggle with. I, I gave my legal name on Instagram, which I feel like Facebook has on me anyway. So that, that doesn't matter. Sure. Uh, but you know, do you, do you brand yourself? Do you, do you have a, uh, some sort of, uh, I don't know, name, brand, whatever, uh, for your online presence. I struggle with that pretty much every day. Um, yeah. And deciding, do I tweet? Mm, I don't know. I don't know if I tweet. <laughs> I found a re- resurgence. I know like, a, I don't know, probably 10 episodes back, it was like Twitter doom and gloom. Not because of like, I feel like I, I was heavily influenced by what the experience of a lot of other people are on Twitter you know, the Nazis and the hate speech and the, and I certainly am lucky enough, blessed, whatever, enough not to experience much of that. It's weird. At, I don't know. White at, guys as on the internet. A, as a cis white male, I, yeah. yes. I don't know why I'm not experiencing any of that, but, um, so, but even still, it feels like something, some sort of subtle shift happened where everyone's like, we have to get off of Twitter and we're all kind of riding that. And we're like, we all landed somewhere. And then we're just like, I don't see anybody else here. Then we look back, we're like, oh, actually, everybody's back on Twitter still. <laughs> and and they have done things. I don't know. I'm I'm not going to try and make a case for Twitter being awesome. But um, <laughs> it certainly feels like it's a better place to be than, than anything else. Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram even, other than just posting pictures. I don't know. Yeah, I struggle with that marketing side of it too. That's what, I know it's a common thing even in the Castaways Club not to – hype that right away off the stop to start, but I um, mean, why well. not castaways.club, yeah. but questions from podcasters and want to be podcasters too. is just like, 
I hate talking about myself and promoting myself out there on the internet and how much should I be doing that, etc. So Andrew in the uh, chat room says, I for one yeah. am not back on Twitter. So fair. No. Yep. I, you know, Andrew, I find it difficult to jump over to Mastodon uh, because <laughs> the content, you know, I, I just feel like I don't, I do not participate in Twitter. Maybe that's my problem. I, I lurk and I absorb like a sponge the mm-hmm. awfulness. And it is a crutch and a vice and one that I probably activate far too often uh, in between, <laughs> you know, bathroom fits. It's mostly, if I'm honest. <laughs> uh, so that's that's about it. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Do you, okay, let's just, let's, let's, can we have a timer? Five minute timer? Yeah. Uh, five minute timer. Which I Man, saw serious. didn't work so very slow. well, actually. Oh. I was watching, yeah, I was looking at your Twitter and apparently you set a five minute timer and it said 40 minutes. How'd that, how'd that happen? <laughs> cause it's like, we picked up a Google Home Mini cause Costco had them for like half price or whatever. And so, um, having used that, it's like talking to Google Home Mini. I, th- maybe, I feel like I'm having deja vu here, but like it was, it's like you can actually have a conversation where Siri is like stressful. Like I feel like I have to like rigid oh, back yeah. talk formally to Siri, whereas Google Home Mini, like our six-year-old can like shout commands to it and it picks it up. No problem, which is also creepy, but um, yeah, like a timer, et cetera. Uh, I, yeah, no, I, I, they can do I 100% they got that part. agree. I completely agree because uh, what I've seen at least of – uh, Siri on iOS being on the platform for maybe like a month and a half. I just don't. Yeah, and I've got I've got the watch. I got the, oh, the you phone. Got the whole I, ecosystem. I, I, yeah. I have the whole shebang except for the HomePod, which right. I can't no- even imagine taking that to the next level and having no screen interaction. Like yeah. I would, I would be so fearful of actually saying words to it. Um, <laughs> I just don't. It doesn't entice me at all. And I, that's not the first place I go to. If I am, if I do have like super doughy fingers and I'm in the kitchen and I'm like, oh, like you know, sorry. literally it, doughy, not like, yeah, no, okay. not, like not, yeah, doughy. no, I'm not, yeah. I'm not trying to be uh, finger normative. Uh, but mm. I, but I do think that uh, Google <laughs> Home definitely has the upper hand and I'm, I love it. I got my little mini here on my desk and it does really well. Um, yeah. Having multiple in the house is also super useful. Being able to broadcast, uh, oh, yeah. so that's awesome. Try that. Um, let's see. Because I can yeah, lay in bed and be like, shout, broadcast to the kids. Hey, do the dishwasher. Do your list. Right. Yeah, and still the just nice stay in part, bed. The nice part about the the home uh, mini. Well, what is this one called? The home display. Whatever. It's the small one with the little screen on it that they mm-hmm. that they have now uh, that they released last year. Uh, when broadcast happens it dictates what that person is saying during the broadcast. And so like if I'm on a work call and I've muted it, it will say, you know, like, oh, these are, this is what that person said from the other room. And then I can kind of respond if I want to. Right. It's, it feels years ahead of anything Apple has. I should also say not even the, just the assistant part, but like the camera, this is a podcast about podcasting, but I, the camera on the iPhone. Oh my gosh. I, I will not activate it ever. I used to take five to 10 photos a day with my Pixel. And now I just don't. Like I'll take a screenshot and maybe that's it. So what is I it about the iPhone camera? Like that's- the, maybe it's the convenience of activating it. Like I have to look at it. Then I have to 
3D press on the camera, and sometimes it works. Now it worked. Oh, I it's just, just can I, you like I swipe like left. Still? You have the ten, right? Yeah, you can swipe left, but who? How am I going to remember to do that? That's not a. There's no. Come on. <laughs> no way. That's, yeah, I hear you. Okay, so we've spent three minutes of our five minutes on Twitter talking about iPhone and Siri, but um, isn't the answer to riddle me this or answer this? I guess the to me the solution would be like if you think. Twitter is garbage, then you unfollow the garbage things and just follow the interesting things. Isn't it that simple? Yes. So I feel like I've done that. Yes, it is. I I feel like I have cleansed myself mostly of all the bad vibes, but that's not, I mean, I'm, the thing is most of Twitter is garbage and noise it's when it's the problem is when I find that diamond in the rough and I'm like, Ooh, look at this nugget. Like I'm a, I have some use for this. It's a new pizza place around the corner. It's a a funny meme, whatever. Uh, I find that and it instantly activates within me, uh, good vibes that, Hey, Twitter actually did a thing for me. Maybe I'll check back 80 times a day instead of 90. Uh, that's the that's the problem is that there is some valuable content. Mm-hmm. Okay. If it had zero valuable content, we'd be in good shape, and I would GTFO. Yeah, be done. Move on. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Andrew says he'll give you some good people to follow on Mastodon if you're you're looking for for, for follow hashtag. Good, good, yeah. Good okay. Content. All right. Good content. Anyway, yep. So just. If you can find, if you can figure out where Andrew is on Mastodon, he'll tell you how to follow people. <laughs> I kid. I like I, Mastodon. I think it's a good. It's an good to have an alternative. Uh, oh, okay. Time's up. No more social media garbage talk. All right. Hey, podcast. show me your mic. Podcasting. So I guess, like, in lieu of nothing else really happening in podcasting, I don't know what else we could talk about. But um, apparently, this week, uh, Spotify bought. A couple of companies, Gimlet Media, who produce a bunch of podcasts, and then Anchor, the hosting company that also hosts a bunch of podcasts and enables super easy podcast creation. Um, and so if you've never heard of Gimlet, they do podcasts like Reply All. Um, they, I want to say, actually, I don't listen to a lot of Gimlet shows. They had Startup, show, which was a really good podcast that kind of documented the startup process of starting a podcasting company, a little bit meta. Um, and they have about 12 to 15 shows, I think, something like that. Um and so that's presumably what Spotify bought as well as the people behind it. Uh, and so for about, what, $250 million is the what's been reported. And then Anchor, which Anchor.fm is a iOS Android app for creating podcasts and then distributing them on Anchor as well as out to Apple Podcasts, everywhere else in the world. Uh, they picked that up for $50 million, both of whom are saying, of course, the usual lines of, Nothing's changing. Don't worry. We're still doing podcasts for Gimlet and we're still, you know, you can still create podcasts on Anchored. No worries. Nothing's changing. Keep keep making stuff and keep listening to our stuff because we're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, what's what's your sort of like, what was your, I guess your gut reaction to like, it, it kind of broke on the internet, I guess on Thursday or no, today's Thursday, Wednesday, um, yesterday. And uh, Gimlet was last Friday though, right? Well, there's news or rumors that it was happening. It didn't actually happen until okay. Tuesday or Wednesday this week where they actually just came out and said they bought both. Got it. Got it. It wasn't okay. official anyway, yeah. as far as I know. But 
maybe you're you're more in the know in California. You're in Silicon Valley, right? That's how California is <laughs> like all Silicon Valley. <laughs> is that how it works? It is. It is definitely a a large valley uh, where we we grow the silicon and or silicon, you know, yeah. and we harvest it uh, for food. Mostly, we eat it, and it's what sustains us. Um, th- th- boy, this is um. I feel like the hot take train has <laughs> arrived and instantly left the station after uh, podcast Twitter or podcast personalities added their yeah you know, mild take. Um, I, I can read verbatim what I sent you in a private channel and maybe we can use that as a jumping off point. But I think I have a, a much more nuanced take at this point. I think I was just kind of bouncing pretty hard off the idea that um, podcasters always feel attacked when it comes to money being involved, except for the times where they'll go out and secure sponsors who are spending money on literally 25 other podcasts. And they'll feel like, wait, 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 someone else got money. I don't like this. That's, I guess that is a take sort of in itself. But um, let's see, I said podcasting doesn't need to be free and the paid content won't keep free ones out of the space. Free ones being free podcasts. Uh, ham radio operators will always exist while iHeartRadio exists. I'm trying to, I guess, draw the comparison between mm-hmm. your amateurs and your professionals. Uh, most folks will listen to the content that's easier to find. And discovery of independent shows will continue to be on the technologically savvy. Same thing goes for the beer industry until you, quote unquote, sell out and get wide distribution. Um, I should probably preface this with I am sort of in the beer industry and will probably not speak to to that specifically because I think that's a obviously a more nuanced topic and there is a lot about uh, you know sort of like hey stuff's going to continue as is in that industry as it is different in the technology industry because scale is different. Um, so let's let's. Let's roll it back maybe to ham operators because I don't know anything about radio beyond like tune your dial to 98.5, the bone. And <laughs> yeah, it's I, I was reading. I included an article in here um, that I don't think this is from the information. This is an, a part of a uh, angel list. Hmm. So kind of like a startup slash funding um, email newsletter that I'm on. And they've kind of got a, a take as well on here about this. Um, sort of giving the yeah. this whole preface thing of like, for starters, Spotify has long dwarfed Apple Music in numbers of, of subscribers. And Spotify has been late to the podcasting game. Basically saying like iPod coming from podcasts, etc. Um, the user experience was really poor. According to TechCrunch, there was no fi- 15 seconds skip. In spite of that, we saw a lot of users listening to podcasts on Spotify. It was kind of unexpected, and we didn't really understand why. It turned out that people really wanted to have podcasts in Spotify with their music. If you look at radio, it's not that surprising. So that's where I kind of want to like take my take and take the the thing from AngelList and, and sort of merge them. Um, this isn't going to be radio. Uh, this is not going to be Spotify's content piggybacking off of your listening experience of music. I think they are two different modes a user, if we want to say it that way, is in when they're trying to consume content. My music zone is like, 
I'm doing stuff. I don't want words usually. It'll be maybe instrumental or it'll be like pump you up jams. Um, I'm cooking. I'm doing whatever. I'm traveling. Music is a music mood. Uh, podcasting is different. Podcasting requires some attention and a focus on the content that is being described, be it a show about a murder or a show about a cake or whatever, right? Like it's, it can be, yeah. um, it, it's got a, a subject matter that forces you to sort of pay attention. And I think switching those modes back and forth only happens in the context of radio when you've got a DJ having some sort of, you know, morning zoo style conversation and then they'll kick it off into music and you're like, okay, I'm not really doing anything anyway. I'm just kind of on my commute to work and I can focus on what this person is talking about. But trying to switch those two modes for the user, I think is, is pretty difficult. And I doubt on Spotify, that's how people are acting. They're likely not listening to My Favorite Murder and then instantly going over and checking out the latest uh, Pharrell track or whatever, right? Like they're yeah. they're bouncing back and forth uh, between podcasts, not podcasts and music and podcasts and music. Because yeah. you're not going to create a, a, a playlist that is, you know, country song, country song, your favorite murder podcast, country song, country song, right? You're not going to create a DJ set list of that yeah. stuff just to recreate the radio listening experience. So I I think that's probably a misunderstanding of, of how folks are spending time there. Um, and in is, that same... I was just going to say, in radio, like, the, not that there isn't any... Obviously, there's exceptions to every discussion we could have here. Like, you could find examples of, I'm sure, anything, but, like, on radio. But, you know, a, a long-form radio doesn't work very well in mass media because it needs to be bite sized, your commute sized, your walk to work or, or bus ride size or whatever, uh, content. And so you can't have like a 45 minute show that is broadcast and then not like, sorry, not that there isn't anything like that. I'm just thinking of like Canadian broadcasting up here anyways on the radio has, um, there's a yeah story driven content that's like for one right. hour or whatever, but then they switch back to news for the next hour. Like, so I don't know. It, yeah, it does, doesn't lend itself to that in terms of what you would traditionally broadcast and then repurposing on Spotify, I guess. But um, sorry, I interrupted you. You were well. Mid. It's I'm I'm going to just continue here briefly with Spotify mm -hmm. CEO Daniel Elk. Uh, they say people still spend over two hours a day listening to radio, and we want to bring that radio listening to Spotify, where we can deepen engagement and create value in new ways. Um, I. It's it's really interesting because they, I think Spotify has long since monetized their non-subscriber users with radio style interjections. And mm -hmm. so to them, I think they see the parallel to that where it, you've got a free Spotify account and you're monetizing users based on these, these like interstitial things that are basically, you know, they're radio style advertisements. You're not doing, you know, six of them back to back and then going back to two songs, but you know, you're still able to target people with those ads. You're still, there's a lot more flexibility with those. Um, and they probably return better than, uh, actual radio ads, which is interesting yeah. as well. Um, but still I, I see it as a miss with the, the whole podcasting, 
acquisition. Um, what it does do for Spotify, though, and with this uh, acquisition of Gimla Media, is it adds the ability to create more uh, subscriber content. So things that you need to basically upgrade to a Spotify premium account in order to access so that it feeds back into the podcast creation and they can convert more subscribers or convert more users to subscribers and make more money off of them. And I think that is something that they are not doing with podcasts currently and Gimlet Media will push them to the next level to be able to do that. I kind of think that's all that is. I would also say, and I think um, in in some of the conversations that uh, the folks over on Castaways have been having, um, Gimlet Media, the acquisition was way more than Anchor, which we will probably talk about here brief, briefly in a second. But mm-hmm. Gimlet Media is a content creator and what they're bringing over is IP, right? And the capability to record new shows. Uh, the word so far is that things like Reply All won't be uh, Spotify exclusive only. It'll still be available on all their other uh, platforms. But future that does not preclude future stuff, obviously, yeah. from being just Spotify. Um, so, and in all honesty, I don't think that's a problem. What they're doing is they are kind of taking the Netflix model of, this is our original content. You come here for this. It's on demand. You watch it or listen to it when you want. And that's kind of it. And I can see some sort of like blending of video content and audio content on Spotify to make that case for folks to upgrade uh, to their premium tiers on Spotify. I think it's a super, super smart move for them. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think the and the uh, the other angle on it too is Spotify. This gives Spotify the I, I tweeted this out the other day is like now they can be I think a a premier partner just like Apple Podcasts appears beside big brands as finer shows. Like I'm I'm amazed always at how big brands anyways just list Apple Podcasts as where their show is found, even though it's found everywhere else. It's not exclusive to Apple Podcasts, but they just basically follow Apple's you know prescribed marketing plan for your podcast website and have the you know listen or subscribe an Apple podcast as the the primary button and the primary call to action everywhere even in print ads and et cetera that you might see for podcasts bigger podcasts and so I think this allows Spotify to appear beside that Spotify having their, a big enough brand that in a way that like pocket casts or overcast or whatever is not there nobody's going to advertise for overcast with their podcast but knowing that their show is on Spotify now I think that logo yeah. appears just as much as Apple podcast does going forward just to touch on that real quick, I, I do think there is a a way that Overcast is monetizing users who have not upgraded to their premium tiers by showing ads for other podcasts in Overcast. Uh, is that kind of what you meant or is there... No, like just the advertising, like when you talk when, um, I'm trying to think of a show, but like uh, uh, Anchor or um, Armchair Expert, Dax Shepard's show, like it'll everywhere. It's just like, listen to us on Apple, Apple podcasts or wherever you find podcasts or whatever is how sure. they will pitch it just in advertising right. the show itself. Yeah. And, and then, but now like, because Spotify is a big enough brand to worth mentioning, I can see, and Spotify, I'm sure we'll have the, you know, the sales team yeah. working, bringing it out or working, yeah, working those connections so that it'll be now Apple podcasts and Spotify as the two sort of premier platforms that you can find our show on and other places that you find your podcast or whatever. And that's where I think sure. Google will probably want to you know, get a little more jealous of like, Hey, we're over here. <laughs> you know, we're a well, big company. I don't know. Yeah. I, 
it would be really interesting to see what pivot happens in other podcasting uh, applications. Things like like iTunes, right? Um, I think other folks have mentioned, you know, Apple has an opportunity here to sort of follow this model a little bit, but you know, they've got the mind share. They've got the actual users, the, you know, MAUs to leverage a much bigger change to the whole podcasting industry if they did decide to do that. If Apple all of a sudden said, hey, let's take the App Store approach. Let's give, let's take 30% and let's give the podcast creators, the ones who own the feed, the 70% chunk. And we'll jump in and just take a, a little bit off the top, but give as much as we can. A show like the like uh, the pod the um, Untapped podcast that I host would benefit from that from like eighty percent of our listeners, if not more, right? Where that is the majority of where most of those statistics are coming in. So I I think there is still a lot more to happen, not just from Spotify, but I think there's a like I, I think I said this a couple of times in our private chats, but like the other shoe dropping, right? Like this is this is a steady march forward for the whole mm-hmm. podcasting industry to challenge general monetization strategy and like trying to basically improve the overall quality of this. And I think Anchor is a part of that as well. But Spotify buying Gimlet Media and making it so that they have more high quality content is just like general quality control for Spotify. They don't really want, you know, the uh, person just starting out podcast to be on their platform because all that does is make their distribution model look weak. They want the top tier celebrities and these super awesome produced shows to be on the application so that it keeps folks sticky and opening the application every single day to check out the good content, right? It's like, like Twitter versus Mastodon, right? Like (laughs) I, I want that. uh, I want the, the good content, the hashtag good content. And you have to know that, or I I assume anyways, that like Gimlet is not probably the first company that they went to, to buy like the creative company. Like they might've, I don't know. I I don't know the exact structure of how these things work, but like, you know, um, NPR or whatever in the States, like presumably that's, that's like a bigger producer, obviously than Gimlet is. Um, at least in radio and podcasting and would be more expensive presumably, and maybe isn't even for sale, but like there'd be other companies maybe that they were in brief talks with, Hey, would you want to? And you know, the answer is no, or not, not at the right price or whatever. And so presumably like they've said, Spotify is going to be going after other, other companies, creative types to sort of build up a bit of a, an arsenal, I guess, of content that way. Um, but also it's, it's a little interesting to think of it like back in the radio days, if going back to that analogy or that comparison is like if the big station in Los Angeles, whatever that was, like the big rock station, if they bought like whatever the big high quality studio, music studio or, or a record company, you know, at the time, if they bought that company, wouldn't it feel, it would feel a little weird, right? Like we're going to make Guns N' Roses our exclusive, exclusive to WKRP or whatever it was (laughs) in Los Angeles or Cincinnati. Um, you know, ex- exclusive that way, which it kind of feels like, I, I don't know if that's a great comparison or, or a worthwhile discussion comparison, but it feels a little bit like that kind of idea is potentially what's going to happen here where like you're, you're effectively locked into that one radio station for, if you want to hear this music. Um, and it's, it's a lot like obviously TV channels of 
more is maybe the better description or comparison. It's, it's, well, it's sort of like the title, you know, where they're like, yeah, uh, we only put whatever Jay-Z on our music streaming service. You can't get the new album anywhere else, right? Right, yeah. Um, I... I don't know. I think this is the, for sure, this is like the exclusivity wars here with right. Spotify, Netflix, uh, Amazon Prime. All of these are trying to follow the ABC, CBS major broadcasters model and say like, this is just our show. And you'll likely see, just based on scale, certain shows bouncing between networks. It's happened before in podcasting, right? And mm. I don't think... I mean, folks probably see that as like, oh, there must be some sort of animosity <laughs> between the shows moving over to a new network. But like, that's just what happens. And exclusivity is only as exclusive as it is during the time when you see it, right? It'll change eventually. Yeah. Um, or it'll just live there and then it'll eventually it'll stop. So I I don't know. It is weird in the music, though. You were draw, you, drawing that that sort of comparison it would be a little strange to be like yeah no you too is only available if you listen to it on the bbc now i guess well yeah. okay <laughs> which I they tried like, spotify go. actually famously tried to do that right with or or no they couldn't have taylor swift or, or i forget what it was she wouldn't sign over her licensing or for streaming right i think that's what it was correct yeah to, to anybody or and then eventually apple got convinced her to do it or whatever and the spotify later or whatever i don't know what the deal was but the same thing beatles too weren't going to be in the itunes store because of licensing and you know name naming rights and legal issues and all that kind of stuff but um, yeah so it does it has happened before and it yeah it will happen again the interesting angle of thinking about it too is um you know from apple's perspective like if that's one of the other big companies in the space obviously what do they do what do they lose if they don't if they don't do anything like they're I was just thinking like I could very easily see Apple just kind of like, well, like it's a big thing podcasting. Sure. But we're not really interested in doing that. That's taking our eyes too far off our, you know, our focus or whatever. Um, as disregarding, obviously all the rumors and stuff of them actually doing, <laughs> doing something mm-hmm. in this space, especially right. with video and uh, TV and stuff like that, like sort of a Netflix competitor. Um <sighs> Um, I don't know. Like if they, if they don't have, if let's say the audience for podcasts goes to Spotify or goes to Google, does Apple really care? Cause they, they're not making money off podcasts right now. They sell more devices in theory, but like how many people are buying an iPhone? Cause they think that's the only way you can listen to a podcast. I guess back in the day, maybe, but not anymore. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know either. I, I think, I think trying to, trying to, um, if you tr- if you look at Apple's track record with the changes that they've made uh, in the past with podcasting, it is very very slow. Mm-hmm. I think Apple's new media strategy with the rumored changes to like TV and whatnot, and the potential for all of this exclusivity that Apple is going to have with their new content, um, that. I think Beats was the other example of that, right? A couple of years ago, two years ago, three years ago, where there were these Beats One radio stations, completely exclusive, and folks would sign up for Apple Music just to listen to those. Uh, I think that model is going to be more of what 2019 has in store, be it for video or audio or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the I'm not going to say independent podcasting is dead because. Clearly, you can do whatever you want and put an MP3 out, but 
this is the super great unbundling of 2019. <laughs> and you have to have a subscription to everything in order to get your little little bits of content in there. <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah, show title there, the great unbundling of 2019. Because, yeah, it, it is kind of like maybe Apple is a little bit too soon to the idea with Beats 1. Because I saw, you kind of saw equal measure of like people are like, well, if it's exclusive to Apple, I just won't watch it then because I'm not going to pay for Apple Music to watch Carpool Karaoke or whatever. And um, especially because they didn't have enough. I feel like for for the vast majority of people, like I'm not going to convince my friend to like they need to get Apple Music because you then that's that's the way you can watch Carpool Karaoke. And it's like no, I'll just find it on YouTube or whatever <laughs> later yeah. somewhere else or whatever. But um, yeah, it's it's I think it's an interesting play now if spotify does this apple i think you know famously I, i've been reading um it's an older book now infinite loop how apple the world's most insanely great co- computer company went insane by michael malone i forget i don't have the details of when it came out but it's definitely like uh, 99 i think so it's before iphone before etc they're kind of like resurgence it's it's written very much like here's how apple screwed up and basically died it's kind of like how the book is written all the way through and examples of their greatness but then also how badly they screw things up and how you know, obviously Steve Jobs is a horrible dick <laughs> throughout a lot of it. it doesn't come yeah. off very well. It definitely doesn't have his like, you know, he, well, the book is written not knowing that he's died, obviously, and et cetera. Um, but it just, it gives... That's very interesting. Yeah, it gives interesting, it's kind of like look behind the scenes. And obviously it's hearsay and some of it's story, and some of it's true and some of it's made up a little exaggerated, et cetera. Who knows? But taking it for what it is... Um, it just gives a like the humanness of it. We think of Apple and even Spotify too as like polished companies who you know do these exclusive deals and make these arrangements. But really, it's just like somebody gets it in their head to like do this thing, and then they're going to try it. And the yeah, the investors are all for it, or maybe they're fighting the idea, and it kind of goes off really horribly because someone says something at a meeting, and like, anyways, just like the the sort of amount of luck and randomness that also is going along with all of this kind of these kind of discussions and we'll find out later what the true story is behind all this maybe hopefully gimlet does some sort of like update on startup where they talk about this process we'll know i guess if if um money changes them that much that they aren't going to talk about it anymore and be that open the way that they were when they when they started but um to, to, to jump back real quick to like all of the independent podcasters having their take on this um, likely those folks have moved on from listening to things like startup or, you know, those Gimlet shows anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I'm unsure about the relevancy of, of takes like that on the, the whole market, uh, as a whole, just thinking about where it's going and what has in store, I, I think is the, the two are very different. I mean, it's like a, a major network show versus, you know, your YouTube channel, um, it's not, they aren't the same and you can't, you can't equate them even yeah. though they're the same medium, be it visual or audio or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Just like everything else. I, it doesn't change anything for the average podcaster. I don't think really, right? Like for you and I, we just, we submitted stuff to Spotify before hoping that maybe that was going to be a new market, new audience. And now there's probably going to be more people listening on Spotify. I, I wonder, does Spotify has more access to like, um, it would, it would appear as an option on like, car play and stuff like that probably more easily than i just think of like the the generation or the type of people who don't know how to like bluetooth stream a podcast but would just yeah. like happily turn it on in their car if it was like a button, car play or like radio. whatever 
Yeah. I, I still think the end user experience is probably going to be garbage for a good year or so uh, because their Spotify isn't built for podcasts. And I've tried to load up Spotify podcasts before and it's not great. I think yeah. I, I have submitted our shows just based on like user requests, basically listener requests like, hey, I use Spotify to listen to your show I or would like to at least. Yeah. So you submit. Uh, it's it'll get better over time. Um, and hopefully that is because of their acquisition of groups like Anchor, right? Yeah. So Anchor uh, was the $50 million acquisition, which is a small chunk of what was offered for Gimlet. Um, it was a big question mark, I guess, until today where that number actually came out. Yeah, I've I've seen it. I just like reported a little bit. I don't know how official that is uh, or rumored or, or whatever. Um, and it, I mean, it seems like like I've seen both the both sides of this in terms of like the podcasters' hot takes, like you were saying earlier on this. Like, well, obviously that's exactly what this is what exactly what Anchor was going for. They wanted to be bought. They were you can't keep giving away storage and hosting and everything that they were giving away for free and right. not be going for a buyout with just based on user numbers. Because um, yeah, eventually your S three bill comes in and somebody has to pay for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, and investors want a return on their money and etc. So. Um, yep. Yep. So I think like in terms of just like quick short-term analysis, I guess, for any podcaster on Anchor, I don't think there's no panic. Like they're not going anywhere right away. And uh, if anything, you might have improved infrastructure and support in the short term. The worry, I guess, is six months to a year when, you know, some forms of the contract deal, you know, fall or are expiring or whatever, where maybe the CEO is supposed to stick at Anchor, is supposed to stick around for a year and he leaves he or she leaves and then the sort of excitement for the lower level, the rest of us podcasters kind of fades when it's like, it's a lot of work to try and support these folks who aren't really bringing in any money. They just were a, a user number in Anchor that Spotify bought them based on that. But like you said earlier, they don't really add a lot to to Spotify's uh, media catalog of you know saying they have a thousand podcasts or saying they have fifteen hundred because five hundred of anchor shows are bundled in there or whatever the number is probably hundred times that but yeah I I would say the anchor acquisition is not about content for sure like it is it is technology it's probably technology it's probably people and um, maybe anchors uh, creation process I think so I I sent you a message last week sometime saying like hey. It looks like Anchor is going to be bought like it, they had mentioned that there's going to be a major announcement and Spotify is rumored to make this uh, this acquisition uh, anchors next. And, you yeah, know, you, Apple you called or, uh, So this was solely based on on two facts. The fact that they said that there was going to be a major acquisition and two anchor does that radio model with Spotify content anchor lets you record one second to, I believe, like as long as you want on their platform and then put different Spotify songs leveraging their API interst- interspersed between your con- between your like voice. It is the radio model. So yeah. that like it was an, a natural fit for this being that they probably had stuff that was already very much uh, synergistic, if you would, <laughs> with Anchor. And I, I don't know. I mean, this is good, good for Anchor. That's fine. Um, but like you said, it could be one month. It could be one year. 
where you get the email from, I actually probably get like four or five emails because of all the accounts I've started from Anchor. (laughs) And they say like, hey, our Eula changed. By the way, we own all your stuff and it's going on Spotify, but um, we own it now. So that's, that's it. Like you can't take this audio anywhere else. And if you do, we will, uh, we'll like whatever, uh, audio imprint it and make, make sure that it gets taken down from other parts of the, the internet. I don't know. I don't know if that, that is something yeah. that they would do, but you do run that risk by well, continuing can, to invest. Even just thinking something as quick as and easy as like what we, we're using Twitch right now to stream this. And like, if you're wanting to be a Twitch partner, you can't stream your content at the same time. Or if you want, you want to be a Twitch affiliate, I forget which one it is. The, the premier one, I think is partner. Um, you can't live stream to Twitch and to YouTube and Facebook or Periscope or whatever you like. You have to, if you want the perks of being a Twitch partner, like, uh, right. And, it's and it's an exclusivity. Deal. Yeah. Which yeah. I don't think that's anything crazy or unrealistic. Like, and that's where no. hopefully, as long as they give you tools to like a, a redirect or whatever on your RSS feed, so you can go host it at transistor.fm or wherever you want to move it to. Um, then I don't care. Like it, to me, it's use the tool. It's just a tool switch to a different tool when the current tool stops working. Um, and as long as they don't own your feed in terms of like keeping it and hanging on to it and you lose your subscribers and you have to like try and convince everybody to resubscribe. That's the main issue in podcasting is cause you're, you're still the one talking to the microphone, recording it, uh, et cetera. And so as long as you have portability there, I think you're going to be fine. And anchor is by far the easiest way that I've come across anyways, to get, audio out into a podcast form like it's dead simple and it it, for sure it is like microphone to rss in in you know less than five minutes it is super super simple um but that's why i think strategy wise this doesn't line up for me with spotify's goals of creating quality content Mm -hmm. and buying a platform that is about amateur content it's a really weird mixture of of goals. Um, so I would not be surprised if for fifty million they acquire the people and shut down the service. I I I think that or or leverage it to be like, hey, we we took Anchor's um, voice and uh, audio or uh, voice and music playlist creation experience and put it into the Spotify app. Now Anchor's closed like yeah. that's that's kind of the only way i could see that working for them but maybe there are other ways that you know well, there is like the the youtube model right like youtube has tons and tons of junk on it and there is premier stuff but they've made money off theoretically off of uh, advertisers right. um you know putting their ad in front of my show as well as uh whatever some other premier content on their pewdiepie's show or i guess <laughs> whatever like with real viewers and then also my show with 100 viewers or whatever and they um you know they're they're advertising the same kind of stuff and you can do targeted advertising etc and so you could see spotify doing something similar in bulk where they're just like here's all the shows we have there's this really tiny one called show me your mic that gets 50 listeners and doesn't pay very well you don't have to pay very much to be on that show or you can be on this gimlet show reply all on spotify and right. you pay through the nose for advertising and either we'll put your ad in both with a click of a button and you'll get detailed reports and analytics I, and you know i i think it's none of that i think it would absolutely <laughs> be you've got the podcast content and then we algorithmically throw ads around it that have absolutely nothing to do with the podcast you're listening to. You'll get served up 
an ad for DiGiorno pizza because you searched on the web for it on any podcast you listen to, whether it's show me your mic or it's, you know, reply all you're right. going to get that DiGiorno ad. So I, I think that's Spotify's end goal probably is just to be able to sell in en masse basically and advertise to literally the world. Because um, like if you compare if the current system where they once you're uh, Spotify whatever they call it pro or upgrade to regular Spotify whatever it's called you never would hear an ad or see an ad right like that's the premium is kind of the way you get rid of all that stuff right correct yes so so here now they get a, a model where they can add podcasts maybe for premium users list subscribers but the podcast listener is still accepting of having ads in their show. So they can sort of double dip maybe that way. Whereas obviously if you've got a playlist of Taylor Swift songs and then halfway through, they're like, by the way, Taylor Swift loves blah, blah, blah. Buy a Ford car. Yeah. You, you <laughs> like. Oh, you froze for a second there. Um, yeah, no, you did too. Anyway, probably the Fortnite playing played here. <laughs> who knows? We'll see. It's It'll be interesting to see. I guess the for the folks who are, you know, using Anchor, like I said, I, would, I think keep using it, but just have a backup plan sort of r- roughly in place. It's, it's kind of like somebody new moving into your neighborhood or a business new, <laughs> moving. The, whatever the bad thing is in your world, whether that's like a porn shop or a, a vape shop, I don't know, whatever <laughs> that brings some ruffians that you're not going to be too happy about. You maybe just start looking for a new house somewhere else and in a new different neighborhood or whatever. And so uh, similarly here, I think just sort of have like an idea in place of like, okay, when, if and when, but probably when Anchor decides to you know get bored with my show, and create your create your podcast go bag, yeah. your one <laughs> one one click export. Um, there is a uh, Medium dot com article by Amanda McLaughlin. I'd say three lessons for podcasters from someone who lived through YouTube's buyout. Um, it's yeah, a worthwhile read. Uh, I think just to to get some perspective from Amanda, but there's a lot of it. I I. Uh, disagree with, I would say, respectfully, clearly, but uh, I think it's a there is generally the a good sense of platforms or tools and not friends. I think that is for sure the line I, I agree with most. Mm-hmm. Um, you you utilize this as a tool to to what end, right? To a goal, um, and and that's kind of all all you should expect of of a company or of a of a platform. Um, there, there is a lot about like the, I would say the product process as it pertains to YouTube that lots of folks who are creators on there feel entitled to by saying things like they didn't think about users or, you know, the experience that they gave, uh, was crap. And all they're doing is thinking about themselves. Google's just thinking about Google rather than their users. And I, I can tell you from experience that is almost never the case. I think it's absolutely uh, disingenuous to kind of rope all of those product managers and all of those designers into a non-user-centric design uh, world where you're saying like, well, the people that are pulling the strings are just the business people. Um, I, I think that's an unfair representation of the work that folks are doing on these, these different platforms and these businesses. Um, but I do agree that sometimes they do outweigh the design choices that you've made. Um, and so it's about balancing those things. And that's what makes uh, a good a good product manager is being able to balance those needs 
with both what the business needs and what the user needs. So I, I will say that um, it's a worthwhile read. Go check it out. It'll be in the show notes. But um, but yeah, just wanted to make sure I mentioned it. Yeah, I think that was my take too. I think I forget where I put that in, maybe in Castaways as well. It's just that we weren't, we were all uploading stuff to YouTube and then Google bought them. Like any sort of video stuff was going to YouTube. Whereas these days, obviously, there's plenty of platforms still available. It's not like every podcast now has been basically bought up by Spotify. And so you're stuck with Spotify, whether you like it or not, unless you build a your own infrastructure kind of thing. And so, um, yeah, it's a little bit different. But if you had been sort of, I guess, using Anchor exclusively and were dependent on that for your sole income, this would definitely apply to you in terms of like be wary of where this platform goes, I think. Um, so, yeah, Monty or Clueless in, in the chat said that's a great take from the article. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. The other little thing that kind of was a blip that I think would have been a bigger deal if this nothing had happened with Spotify and Gimlet and Anchor, um, just because anytime big companies get bought out in a space, everybody kind of like, what freaks out and starts making plans in case they get bought and et cetera. But uh, Himalaya, which is an app I hadn't been familiar with, there's a million and one like podcast aggregators and they all kind of look the same because they all basically have all the podcast artwork listed and it's a way to find podcasts and listen to podcasts and share podcasts and mix podcasts with other podcasts or whatever. Um, but anyways, Himalaya.com is the service and it's a podcast hosting platform as well as a um, like a listing service and they raised $100 million much oh. of which actually came from uh, China. They're, I don't know how to say the name. I mean, I'm going to pull up the Yahoo article now. Yeah, it's probably the Chinese version of Himalaya actually looks like maybe, but Chinese, China's biggest spoken word audio platform, uh, wow. as well as like Dallas, the Dallas Mavericks, Starburns Industries, which I don't know what that is. That sounds like something from the community, the TV show, but, um, and Studio 71. Um, but basically there, you can, again, another place to host your podcast for free and you can flip on sponsorship and or tipping i think as well which feels like it was kind of a bit of felt like a bit of a response in terms of the news cycle to patreon sort of stumbling with like hey we're kind of not sure how this sustainable this industry is going to be for us and then Mm -hmm. along comes this other platform and people kind of were like oh look over here you can take tipping like i don't know it's it feels like well if we don't learn from the issue or the mistakes we made with youtube round one getting bought by Google anchor getting bought by Spotify. <laughs> then this new company that's taken on a hundred million dollars of VC funding is not going to end any differently really. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. And I, I, I can't remember where I read this, but uh, seeing that the Chinese podcasting market is so much bigger, like almost yeah. exponentially big. It was like James Cridland. Yeah. Like 7 billion instead of 500 million or something, some number like that where like it's huge. Yes. Uh, yeah. So James Cridland, the the tweet that you actually posted. Um, yeah, that's pretty wild. And I, I just think, I mean, what can you do with a hundred million? You, you could probably do a lot. Um, but to to basically have this kind of strange um, Pinterest style business model where all you do is aggregate and then you monetize on top of the aggregation is weird to me. Uh, in in this market where everyone's trying to be exclusive and have the content and be the content creators, so I'm curious to see where Himalaya goes. But I uh, I don't know enough about this kind of market to know whether or not this will continue to be successful or just become like one of those breaker apps or one of the you know yeah. these these aggregators that are just like yeah no 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 we threw or um uh, flatter where we threw monetization 
on top of everything that already exists. But like you have to pick and choose. Do you choose Patreon? Do you choose Flatter? Do you choose Himalaya? Do you choose like where am I going to put my tip? And I I just it, it, there's too many platforms, right? And and for the creator, that's great, right? You're trying to say, I'll get it through YouTube, I'll get it through my Twitch Prime subs, I'll get it through on Patreon, I'll get it through whatever, whatever you want to use, you know, send me send me your your effing money, I'll take it. Um, effing money. That 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 is great for the creator. It is a super weird way to to run a a business, I think. Yeah. Breaker, you make, that was another one that they just announced. They're, they're called Upstream, where you can sell your podcast, basically. It's kind of the idea where Sorry. you listeners, <laughs> listeners easily pay to unlock your content instantly. So it's like basically kind of that idea of like you've got a podcast, you're going to subscribe to it for $4.99 a month. Uh, and it's you know with Apple Pay, Face ID, et cetera, all done through your Apple account, which is great. That's brilliant. Like I think you will get people doing that because it's so simple and just like when Apple first came out with the iTunes store and like buying music for 99 cents, even though you could theoretically find it for free on the web, um, you'll get people doing that. And I think it's an interesting way to go. I just don't know how, man, like how, as a creator, how do you like figure out where to put stuff? How do you decide, like, are you going to go exclusive on breaker, which then you're right back to where you start. <laughs> like if breaker has a business model of like, this is our thing. We're going to do this. We're never going to sell out. We want to just do, podcasts great then that's awesome but like they the platform is going to get bought by someone else along the way and it's going <laughs> to i don't know it just feels like well i think yeah breakers uh competitive advantage here seems to be that they're a social platform instead so like mm-hmm. they're they're creating this social proof between like hey if i see that's what chris is using i guess i'll go join chris over there and now now you know we build on top of each other because there's there's proof back and forth between like oh you know Kyle just subscribed to show me your mic and you know things like that that'll that plays yeah. back into whether or not you're going to open up that app again and use that continuously um, I would say almost to the same level that my uh, Pocket Casts listening habits are where like I see my statistics in there and I am regretful every time I listen to a podcast in Overcast because I'm like, I want my aggregated stats of all <laughs> yeah. of the things I listen to to be in one app. But the new, the newest update is just untenable. And so I'm, I'm like <laughs> struggling through that. Yeah. Yeah. I see like um, Developer T, which is a podcast I know I've heard of before. They have like a sub- 12 subscribers at four ninety nine a month. Like it's kind of nice. It's all public and on display. So um, you say 12? 12, yeah. Like 12 okay. pays the su- subscribers. Right. The ad-free version. Right. Um, which I know, uh, yeah, we're circling around it and we probably need to wrap it up here, but I know I saw Dan Benjamin responding to somebody's tweet about like, wouldn't it be great if you could get 5,000 Patreon subscribers or whatever, you know, breaker, et cetera, paying you. So then instead of having, you'd have 15,000 subscribers, but you actually have 5,000 that paying, and then you just have 10,000 that are getting the ad ad version and you, you send them out, send out to the 5,000 folks, uh, ad free version. But his response, Dan's response was well, that it actually hurts them because then now to sponsors, they only have 10,000 listeners instead of 15,000. So they get paid less there and it's not proportionally enough, et cetera. And there's all, you know, all sorts of business stuff there, but it does get complicated when you sort of are differentiating. And that's where I guess something like Breaker makes it a little easier that way. You don't have to worry about which one you're, who's getting what, et cetera. It takes care of it, presumably uh, your premium or not uh, feed and, uh, and all handled, all handled within the app, but 
Yeah. So, something's going to give, though, because, I mean, YouTube has won the video war, right? Instagram TV is dead in the water. <laughs> it's, it's an absolute nightmare. Yeah. Uh, YouTube continues to win. Vimeo is for artsy-fartsy stuff, pretty much, and, and talks that I like to watch from eight years ago. That's about it. Yeah. Um, and and so I think that that sort of thing, like there needs, there is probably going to be this for podcasting where someone wins out and is where most of the stuff ends up, whether that's Spotify or Apple Music or whatever. Um, Spotify is making a a, a go for it, you know. Yeah. 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 Just the fartsy stuff. I'll be yeah. on that platform. If you're looking for me, I'll just be on the fartsy stuff. Dot fart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks, Kyle. And uh, if you've got f- questions, comments about this, you can, uh, of course, tweet at us. Kyle, you're uh, hopper, hopperps when you when you decide to look at the garbage fire of Twitter. Correct? I am. Yeah. I so uh, you might catch Kyle. Mm-hmm. Or you might not. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, But if, you, if you've heard us mention Castaways, uh, castaways.club is the uh, podcast community that I started. And if you've listened to this podcast, you've probably heard me mention that a few times. Uh, but it's launched last week. Uh, and so there's about 12. Yeah. Hooray. I don't know my soundboard going. Um, <laughs> oops. They're just a ding. Um, you, need, you, need, you do need a reggae horn. I'll, I'll see if I can get you one. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> Castaways.club. That kind of fits. It's like a foghorn. Uh, it's not a survivor community. It's uh, not a, I forget who else. Anyways, uh, there's lots of things we'll pivot to if if the industry doesn't follow us into <laughs> community stuff. But anyways, castaways.club, patreon.com slash castawaysclub is how you can join. And there's a forum, there's a Discord chat, and actually working on right now some course, not courses, like buyer's guide, but it's going to be community-driven buyer's guide. So it's not like, I don't know, well, I, there's a million and one buyer's guide. There's a million and one how to podcast sites and courses and whatevers. And so this is just something that's going to be community driven community built for the community with advice and feedback from the community. And we'll, we'll change it and adapt it as we go. And, and different folks have feedback on different ideas. And um, so anyways, patreon.com slash castaways club. There's still a few slots left for uh, what I was calling founders, founding members at uh, $7 a month. And then it'll go up to $10 a month. And then I think in 2020, we'll just charge like $200 a month or something. I don't know. We'll, it'll be crazy expensive. So you better join now. <laughs> Yep. That's my pitch. Uh, and <laughs> you can find uh, Kyle also at your Instagram.com slash Kyle Roderick. Go watch yeah, his stories. You, yeah. If you want to play uh, another round of Ska Band or Racehorse or any other uh, <laughs> sort of uh, morning show segment, I do decide to bring back as a part of my Instagram stories. Uh, Kenny, you missed out. Yeah. Uh, Twitter.com slash show me your mic is where you can find this show. I'm I Chris on Twitter. I am active on there because it's, I still think there's hope even if Jack is a turd and uh, Twitter.com slash good stuff. FM is our podcast network. And uh, <laughs> I don't know what the FFF is for Kenny. Uh, you should also listen to the untapped podcast podcast.untapped.com. And uh, if you need some podcast help consulting, lemonproductions.ca slash hire is where you can find me. And if you would like some podcast hosting to host your show, we can hardly recommend heartily. Did I say that right? Hard, not hardly. We, we hardly recommend <laughs> uh, Justin and crew over at uh, Transistor.fm. Yeah. Transistor.fm. I actually had a, f- a show I'm doing some of the audio work for as well as editing. It's a JavaScript show, and they got feedback saying that it sounded like I was saying JavaScripts, like plural. 
which is okay. it's not. And I, why would they if they're going to pick apart how you say that? Why why pick apart scripts rather than your Java? I know that's what I was waiting for the as soon as yeah. I recorded. I was like, oh shoot! I remember Justin Jackson saying like. Whenever as a, as a Canadian goes you, down into the states and gives you, a talk, you mean Justin Jackson? Yeah, Java. How do you say it? Java. JavaScript, like ja, ja, I, I Java. Java. Like like it's yeah, like it's like it's your jaw. Like fancy fancy wine, like like you're a like you're a, a, a vampire, but you're the my jaw was really <laughs> uh, uh, locking up today. What We Do in the Shadows is a good show you should watch. It's on Netflix right now. Mm-hmm. The leads are weak. Anyways, so I had to re-record it to make sure I said JavaScript with a hard T. Is, is it like real bad ADR over, over the whole pod? JavaScript. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Goodstuff.fm slash SMYM is where you can find this podcast. And it'll probably be in Spotify because by the time you hear this, we'll have been bought out by Spotify. That's my prediction. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. If you're on Twitch, see you later.